actually. Sometimes old timey things that suck have a whimsy about them. Do they? Oh, totally. Oh, okay. Okay, you ready for my thing? Sure. Right, I'm, I'm glad we are doing this as close to the deadline as we can. Because one of the other podcasts I listen to are currently covering the, fir- the first season of Archer that has Ron Cadillac in it. Mm-hmm. And because it's recorded like a week in advance, there's some like real important conversation pieces that are com- they're completely unaware of, and it is frustrating as hell. That's why we record. Because they don't know what's coming. Oh. Oh. Right? Yeah, yeah, buckle up if you're about to finish that new season of Archer. (laughs) That's my warning to you, the listener. Okay. Okay. Good thing we're talking about death. Yeah, welcome to the macabre. We're all going to die one day. God damn it. Okay. Ladies and future boys, please drag your bodies away from the walls and into the dead centre of the room. There is no turning back now. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Haunted Mansion. I am your host, your ghost host. I'm just, I'm just Kyle. (coughs) Hey, man. Thanks. Sorry. (laughs) I know you're set in a tone here. On this podcast, I am joined by the ghoulish presence... That is Toby DePolo. Hello. And this week, we are playing with Muppets Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. I said playing because while we will be covering the film, where it was released on Disney Plus last, I think on the 8th? Yeah. Last it, it, Friday. It's, it's a spooky season treat. We, we have to actually get to the point where the Muppets and Disney, like... This episode is way more context than content, would you say? No. No, I've managed to make it about equal because I cut out a lot of the Muppets as well. (laughs) Okay. Like, this is the child-friendly podcast, as in, it's like TikTok. Okay. It's got some content. It's not long. Okay. That's TikTok. I'm ready for you to... Talk about how the podcast is going to change its algorithm drastically so I get nothing but boobies. Toby, do you have anything to do with the Muppets? No. Look, I played the hell out of the racing game on the PlayStation 1. So I've seen I've seen the entire catalogue of the Muppets films slimmed down into maybe 10 second really grainy footage clips. <laughs> I feel right. like we've watched one together, though. I think we watched them go to New York. Possibly. I feel, I feel like I've watched, like, a single Muppet film with you at some point. Probably the but reboot. But nothing. No. The, their first Disney film. No, I haven't watched the reboot, because there's this whole weird underlining thing about a dude with a puppet fetish. That's why I figured that's the one you've seen. No, no, I just bring it up a lot. Okay. <laughs> I, I had a lot more to do with the Muppets as a kid, mm-hmm. and then... I became a teenager and an adult. Well, obviously, and we've all seen like Sesame Street. That had a bigger presence in, I think, Australia anyway. Look, to be completely honest, mm-hmm. they're very separate. 
Yeah, I feel the same. And you will understand... As far as Muppets go, I even feel like Sesame so. Street I know better. So, but. the reason I said they're very separate is, mm. and it will come up... I, you have to do a little bit of history to get to the reason why Disney and Muppets are so, like, conjoined now. Okay. Um, Because it wasn't always that way. The Sesame Street characters were created for Sesame Street. And were sold off as their own individual property. Yeah, I feel like they were Whereas Fraggle thing. Rock and the Muppets as a whole is still owned by the Henson Company, technically. Yeah. So, it makes it a little bit... I don't know, I think it's just different. Sure, they're Muppets because they're a Henson production, but... I don't count Big Bird as a Muppet. Yeah, they, they give off a different vibe. Yep. Alright, so, starting with Muppet history. Um, the Muppets were invented by Jim Henson in the 1950s and were originally envisioned for an adult audience. However, their popularity with children quickly became realised, as you said, in the 60s when Henson began working with Joan Gans Canny and Lloyd Morissette with their development of Sesame Street. Yeah, I feel like he wanted puppetry to be like taken seriously, but the problem is they're all very cute and children want to hang out with them. While Sesame Street's characters delighted children, the Muppets cast themselves as still adult-based entertainment. Um, they were doing not really their own show, but a lot of short skits on bigger shows such as SNL. Yeah. They were like a commonplace for Saturday Night Live. And it wasn't until 1976 when a British producer, Law Grade, um, approached Henson with the idea of The Muppet Show, which is what most people watching this will probably know the Muppets from. I mean, it's been reincarnated a couple of times, but that's where a lot of their the main one. thing comes from. Through the success of the Muppet Show, the Henson Company was able to begin making Muppet movies, um, including the Muppet Move It, the Muppet Movie, mm-hmm. the Great Muppet Caper. Yeah. And Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah. Which I think is the one we've seen. I feel like that's... But that said, the caper sounds familiar as well. I don't know. So I... We'll have to go back and watch them all. I'm sure we'll cover them all properly, eventually. They also, at this point, started talking to Disney about the possibility of a ride. Mm-hmm. Disney went into it with the possibility of buying the Muppets. Yeah, I feel like... Mu- Including... Muppets is an important thing to keep note of because everyone's like, oh, Disney has no imagination. All they do is buy other properties. They've had no imagination for years. Yeah. This is old... It's, it's not a new thing. Yeah, we, we, this is old school. But it's been that... Wait, they, they did... Sit, they sat on Star Wars for a long time. They did Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. They didn't come up with that. Yeah, that, that's... They um, come up with... Grim. Process. Brothers Grim. Well, Hansel, no, Hansel and Gretel are the characters. Hans, Christian Anderson. Can you stop 
burping on my podcast. No. This is highbrow stuff. I really can't. I know. Um, I, I bring a nice Rick and Morty vibe <laughs> to the whole thing. So Disney were trying to buy the Muppets, Sesame Street, and Fraggle Rock. Mm-hmm. Because Henson waived his rights on... Um, or he waived selling the characters for Sesame Street. Hang on. I know how to word this. He waived his puppeteering costs so he could keep the rights. Okay. So he didn't make any money operating them, but he owned the characters. Yeah. Which is, like, a big thing. That was surprisingly difficult to say. Guess how much Disney offered him in the late 80s to buy all three properties. Keeping in mind, Fraggle Rock is, like, up there at this moment. Mm. I know you don't know what it is, but I was say, it's is it, It's either going to be really high or really low, given your attitude. So I'm going to say 75 grand. $150 million. All right, it was, the, it was the big, not the small number, right? Because I said... Mm. <laughs> Was it, though? Because this has been around since the 50s. Okay. Jim Henson was like, no, they're my characters. You can't have them. I will let you have a ride. So they were in talks about the ride until he died. I was going to say, this is going to turn into one of those sad stories where Disney's like, it's fine. Your mortal will wait. Which... (laughs) That's not how it happened. He died in, like, 24 hours. I know. Like, his death is, like, a really tragic thing. But I'm thinking, like, the cat in the hat scenario, where it's like, I I really care about what I'm doing and influencing young minds. It's important to me. And the second he's dead, his shit wife is like, hey, let's fucking auction. <laughs> no, so not quite how it happened with the Hensons. Good. I, that sucks. So he did die. Mm. So they somewhat put a pause on it. Um, Disney, from what I can tell from my research we're actually pretty good about it not only did they put a pause they started backtracking through like all of their because they document everything Mm. um and tried to make the ride as close to the original concept that henson had because of what happened yeah um this ride is actually still in disney today uh, it's Muppet Vision 3D. Yeah, I've, I've seen Which was one. built in 1991. Great year. Good things were built that year. Toby, as someone that's been on this ride, and I'm pretty sure it broke down while we were on it. No, I think we made it through this. So, maybe. I don't think it broke down completely, but I do think there was a character that stopped working. Look, I honestly, as when we talk about breakdowns, like especially on performances such as these, my brain automatically goes to how catastrophically shit the Aladdin one was. was And that kind of wipes the entire mindscape of sit-down theatre problems at Disney. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Oh, that that ride had some, or show, had some issues with it. I forget because I lived there, so I've been on that ride a lot of times. I've seen it really break, and I've also seen it just kind of break. Sometimes it just goes normally. That's fun. Um, so they didn't get the character rights, 
But as they were going through the 90s, it was agreed that they got the film rights. So they were able to make a lot of, like, Treasure Planet, uh, not Treasure Planet, Treasure Island and Christmas Carol and... Rizzo Goes to Space or whatever that one is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know the titles, but I get I know the gist. Yeah. <laughs> but, so they were still working with the Henson Company, even though Henson still owned all the rights. Yeah. That was until they were sold to EMTV and Merchandising in 2000 for $680 million. Damn. Um, the great news, EMTV collapsed three years later. Nice. And the Henson family was able to buy back the rights for everything except for Sesame Street cast. Because in the three years where they were slowly collapsing, mm. they sold Sesame Street all of the Sesame Street cast. I feel like Sesame Street's one of those weird broken things where it's been passed around a lot and it's also been going for so long that it just is so muddled. No, it's actually, like, as it's, I it said, during, during these three it, years, like... they were like, here is Sesame Street, yeah. and they've created... It's now called the Sesame Street... Workshop. Workshop. Mm, yeah. And they own all of the rights. I think the Hensons have, or did go to them at one point and were like, hey, would you consider selling them back? And they were like, no. But... Anyway, in 2004, Disney brought the main Muppets cast for $75 million and began efforts to return them to mainstream media. Um, there have been several attempts at a Muppets Halloween special alone, to the point where in 2010, they got a release date, it got like a synopsis, it was cancelled in September, Awesome. because they wanted everyone focusing on the film that was going to come out the next year. Is it the reboot? That didn't come out because it also got cancelled. I hate that shit. Like I, like we see that so much. Where, especially with like Batman, honestly. Yeah. Remember when they killed off the Suicide Squad in the Arrowverse so they would do the original Suicide Squad movie? Yeah. Are you, it's it says a lot where they're like, we don't think our consumers will be able to tell the difference between their televisions and a cinema screen. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that shit so much. Just release it all. You've got it there. You're gonna do it. And that's the thing. Like, this got to the point it was, like, a month out from release. And they're like, nah. Like, this finished at that point, isn't it? Either it is, or, like, it wasn't even close. And that's why they're like, ah, fuck it. Forget it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That said, as we've now mentioned a bunch of times... Disney have made many attempts to get the Muppets back into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got I feel like they're always almost there. So you've got the two films, mm. um, the Man Muppet Brotherhood of the Travelling Pants. Um, back, not back in actions, that's the Looney Tunes one. Yes, this is. Whatever the second one was, Look, no one matter. watched it. Most it. wanted, most wanted. 
Yeah, because isn't there like a it's in the Henson... that looks exactly like Kermit or something? Yes. <laughs> but they actually go to like the Henson studios. Yeah. Um, they've also made two other Disney Plus specials, which look everything got mixed reviews. No one really wasn't crucial. Was there for it? Um. And that brings us to the most recent of these releases, Muppet's Haunted Mansion. Um, it is a special that has been put out for October mm-hmm. as part of Disney Plus's Spooktober Spectacular viewing. Mm-hmm. It premiered on Disney Plus on the 8th of October, and I forced Toby to watch all 50 minutes with me. Yeah, it, it, that sounds longer than it felt. It was very. It, went by it did really feel quick. very short. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the um the Halloween section you were just talking about, and it's it's funny that this movie and the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion have like the exact same font. Yeah. I know it's probably based it's on the ride, but because they're next to each other, it's really like disconcerting. Yeah, it's hard to ignore. The Muppets is much more purple. Yeah, but it's still the very swirly, cloudy teal. Yes. If, but yeah, I'm, they didn't go far. But I'm looking at the roster here, and I'm like, yeah, it's still probably the best thing on here. So oh, they've, no. oh, they've no, put out... Scary Movie 4. They've put out a couple of specials. <laughs> yep. But mostly it's just like, hey, we've got Hocus Pocus on here, and we know you're a bunch of millennial pumpkin latte drinking children. Yeah, all you idiots, you think Hocus Pocus is a banger, but it's not. It's trash. It's a bit faster. Go on. It's a pretty good film. Yeah, you're a fucking scrub. I am. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So, do you have any starting feelings on watching the film? If um, you've never answered my question. I had fun with it. I think that's pretty much all you can say about it, though. Like, it's very... It felt simple. It's very family-friendly. Yeah. Alright, I think the question here, if we're going to talk about, like, Disney Halloween things, what, which do you think, like, was better, this or the, um, whatever the Mickey Mouse shorts are? Oh. I remember that all the kids got turned into a pie or something at the end of that. The Mickey Mouse shorts feel more classic. This feels more imaginative. Yeah, okay. In that Look, I'm mostly, TV special way. I mostly just remember Mickey Mouse with the big Frankenstein body, and that's like, the rest is gone. Okay. <laughs> so. I think I think it's very faithful to the ride. Because, like, even parts that I f- thought were kind of missing, you have pointed out to me are in it. Maybe not in the right order. And maybe not as, like, it's not done quite the same. But I, th- I feel like it ticks a lot of boxes. I'll, I'll get into my feelings. Okay. There is one particular thing that, because I watched it again today. Oh, yeah. That didn't sit good with me. What? And I'm still kind of trying to work out why I don't like it. Because I technically did it okay. Hmm. But I think that's what annoys me. That it's just okay? Yeah. What is it? We'll, we'll get into it. Okay. So... Muppets Haunted Mansion is the first ever Muppets Halloween special. It was directed by Kirk Thatcher. 
written by Thatcher along with Bill Beretta and Kelly Young. Mm-hmm. Um, the first two people, so Thatcher and Beretta, have been working with the Muppets for the majority of their career. Um, Thatcher has been part of the writing staff since the 90s. Um, Beretta is best known for his voice and puppetry of um, Pepe the King Prawn, Johnny Famer, Big Mean Carl, Bobo the Bear, mm-hmm. and he has since inherited he has since inherited the roles of Ralph the Dog, Swedish Chef, Man Mana, Dr. Teeth, um, since Jim Henson's mm. death. I like how in Henson did a lot of stuff. Yeah, and, and a lot of the people do a lot of the characters. I will... I wasn't going to bring it up, but I'm mm. going to bring it up now. A lot of the, like, IMDb reviews from, like, people... Mm. Is a lot of complaining that they want the original Kermit back. Funny that, isn't it? However, if you then go to why he was dismissed by Disney, it was because the Henson's kids said they should have dismissed him and that they knew it was going to be a problem. I don't understand what you said to me just now. So... After Henson's death, mm-hmm. it was given to one guy okay. who was in-house. Right. That was when it was still owned by the Henson family. Mm-hmm. Disney inherited it, went to the Hensons and said, hey, we're having a lot of trouble with the voice actor. Would you be really upset with us if we got rid of him? Mm-hmm. Like, just completely distanced yourself. The Hensons turned around and said, no, nah, we knew this was going to happen. We should have got rid of him before we sold you the property. What the fuck did he do? So <laughs> is, from- is he like... I like the idea of him being Jared Leto on the suicide. Well, that's because I was like, oh, clearly he's done something, you know, yeah. similar to he's, Elmo. He's sending dead no, frogs no. to everyone's set. He refused to have an understudy. Oh, okay but refused to go to events Mm -hmm. that were below his pay grade. Right. So, like, if Kermit had to go to a ribbon cutting or something like that, he wouldn't do it, but he wouldn't let anyone else do it. He would make huge demands of writing staff, producers, directors, um, to the point he would, like, blackmail them and things. Um, He... Refused to work with anyone that was new to the industry. (laughs) He refused to work with any puppeteers that hadn't been doing it for 15 plus years. He just really seemed a bit like a jerk. (laughs) It's a bit of a diva for a guy who does puppets. So, (laughs) if you're going to be a jerk, I'm sorry. Go away. Because you're not doing it because you enjoy doing it. You're doing it because you can say you're Kermit. So, to all the fans out there that were using IMDb as their hiring back, no. It's my opinion. And I'm sticking to it. I thought you meant they wanted the original guy back. And I was no, like, not has anyone told them? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, should we get into the movie? 
Yeah, let's do it, man. So what we got here is we got ourselves a basic standard house on Haunted Hill premise. We go in, we spend the night, we get out. It's bing bang boom. Do you want to have? You have notes, probably. I can't do this. <laughs> Funnily enough, that's pretty much what the synopsis is. Well, I mean, yeah. What do you want? That's that's the classic. Like you have to spend the night in the haunted house. Sometimes there's cash prizes. Sometimes people wear suits. Depend. It's, look, it's it's a very standard trope, I believe. All right. I apologize at this section. Oh. It's a Muppet film. Hmm. They like to have cameo appearances, whether it be Muppet or human. Yeah, yeah they do that. A, that's that's always been its thing. I'm going to try my best with names uh-huh. and not making this cast list really long and boring. All right. Okay. The film stars Will Annette as the ghost host. Yeah, you got yourself Lego Batman there. That's good. Yvette Nicole Brown as the hearse driver, uh-huh. which is actually a limo, but... Taraji P. Henson as Constance Hatchaway. Right. Kim Irvine as the maid. Right. I'm going you to ask you... tell me that one you, was important. Do... Okay. I'm going to give away... She comes in and polishes Leota's ball. She, that, that one is, like, the clearest fucking cameo of the bunch. Because she's, like, in the full, like, actual ride staff uniform. Mm-hmm. And she has, like, a weird screen time presence. You know, like, do you remember back in, like, Raimi Spider-Man, how Stan Lee would pop up and back then he wasn't, like, the big name? And a lot of people would be like, the fuck was that guy just there? What? It, it had that vibe. The other thing I will say is there are only two people in this entire film that are given, like, their name, which is Kim and John Stamos as himself. Mm. Would you like to make a prediction on who Kim is? No, I just assume she, like, worked on the ride or something. I don't know. So she is the Imagineer mm-hmm. and daughter okay. of Leota Tombs. There you go. Um, who is the namesake face and voice of the original Leota. Jennifer Tilly. No. <laughs> um, Leota Tombs. Look, I've watched... I never said it was good, but it was one of those... One of those DVDs you have when you're, like, really young and you're, like, seven DVDs. So I've seen the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion probably more than I think. Um, Piece of shit film. When they recently refurbished the Haunted Mansion, they actually got Kim in to re... Record some lines and stuff? Not the lines. They've used all the lines, but to do the model capture. Because they've updated all of the projection. Uh, I bet it's all CGI now, isn't it? I'm pretty sure you went and saw the update. Usually when I go, it's Christmas themed. Okay. So normally that has like a Jack Skellington or something. Um, We have the ghosts, who I bring up because... One of them is Toby's favourite. The ghosts look like shit. You have Ed Eisner as Claude. This is his last acting performance. Speaking of death. Hmm? He's the he's the grumpy man from Up. Ah, right. Who died yeah. like a month ago. Well, I've not seen anything he's in. That's why I've seen this. <laughs> Never mind. Jenny May as Maud. Chrissy Metz as Harriet. Alfred. Pennyworth. Riburiel as Fred. Danny Trejo as Hewitt. 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 He's in everything. He has been in three Muppet films. What the fuck? 
In, well, yeah, I knew he'd in, been in everything. I didn't know that. In every single Muppet film, he is a prisoner. Ah, uh, okay. Some sort of... Uh... Typecasting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> and... Do you reckon they're all take? Do you reckon Machete, ta- like, shares the universe so he's an outlaw? Good, because that connects us to Spy Kids. And Sasha Zemet as Mary. Mm-hmm. We also have the singing busts. Strike one against the Muppet film. Okay. Oh, here we go. I like the original boss. Me too. Anything that's they did a, they did an okay job in Eddie Murphy's. I did not like them at all in this. It felt weird. Because all right, so in the current ride, I believe it's bullshit, lazy projections on the statues because that's what that's what we do now. Imagineers. There's no imagination. Fuck you. Um, but in the original movie, it's just dudes with, like, face paint pretty much sitting on the statue bust, which which is cool. Anytime you're going to use, like, practicality instead of, like, special effects, I'm usually on board. I'm not the a CGI person. The noses. That's cool. That's cool. Like Look, the, the Haunted Mansion ride ones. Look, they, when, they have when we go features. on, we go on dark rides when yeah. we go to the parks, and they use a lot of projections for faces, and it makes the faces more lifelike than if they built them like Robot Abe Lincoln style. But you're in a dark ride, and their faces glow like they've been blasted with a projector screen. They, it looks fake. It looks crap. It really does. Like, when you go through that Frozen ride and you get to um, the one in the blue dress. Also? Yes. It's, it's either that one or... Anna? Yeah, yeah, there's two. Those are the two yeah, girls yeah, I got a 50-50 film. chance of getting her wrong. But, like, it's a really dark section. She come in and she's singing, like, a twinkle goes across the top. Mm. But her face is, like, glowing like the fucking sun and it looks so stupid. It really does. I can upset a whole heap of people here. What, Frozen's over? The Frozen ride is so much better than what was there before. I've, uh, look, Come I've, for me. Look, I've heard Come that, I've heard that it's better than the old ride, but still uses that tacky projector crap. I don't know. It's fine. The um, singing hearts. Boss, Sky Jackson, Jeff Knightley, um, Jacinta Marchito, mm-hmm. Craig Robinson, and Pat Sudd. Okay. Done. That's all the time they get in my story. Now, who was the indoor busts that follow you around the room? Beaker mm. and Professor. Professor Honeydew. I googled it because I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know either. When we were watching it. What was it? It was like round guy and his skinny friend. I like Swedish Chef. He's in. That's probably my favorite Muppet. He's, He's in it twice. Is that racist? Is he a racist caricature? Possibly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> But Moving on. <laughs> I spent a lot of time while I lived in the States watching him make Papa Decon. And so, he is my favourite. Do you have a favourite Muppet? I don't think I do. I don't like the ghosts. Those are, those are for this film. I know, they weren't very good. I don't like... They're, they're literally just like a, a circle head. A ball, with, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay, well, while you think on that, okay. the film starts with Gonzo and Pepe driving in the limo, 
making their way to a once-in-a-lifetime fear challenge, spending the night in the haunted mansion where the great MacGuffin vanished 100 years before. With his this red hair his anniversary. Yeah. With I like, I like the name MacGuffin. Do you know the, the term? No. So a MacGuffin is like the bullshit item or reason the film is taking place. A MacGuffin is the glowing suitcase from the Pulp Fiction. It's an important detail that everything revolves around, but it is not important. Does that make sense? It does. The Great MacGuffin is why they're at the haunted house, but it don't fucking matter. This, right? As, I, I would as say- As you bring this up, there is so many times that they, like- Hand you that platter. joke, yep. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, an easy example. Name a thing you like. Alright, let's go. Fuck that one. That was it's some the ex- stories. I was gonna say that's existential like fear of growing up is a MacGuffin. No, it's the stories. Tinkerbell's a MacGuffin in that movie. To an extent. I'm reaching okay. now because I have to fit one into Peter Pan. But Bacon like and I would I would say Bacon. I would say the gym badges in Pokemon are a fucking MacGuffin. Okay. You know, it's, it's it's just a it's an item that I know what a red herring is, does that count? I mean, that's why they were together. Yeah. Okay, back to my story. I do like that there was a physical red herring in this movie, and it's, it was fucking lame. <laughs> this me means Google. that they are missing out on the annual Halloween party, which Kermit throws every year. It was so weird that, like, the main Muppets do, like, a little cameo on the phone, and then, like, that's, you know... However, Kermit appears later. Yeah, they all come back later in, like, a ghost scene, but, like, they're playing different characters. It's weird. <laughs> Trust me, we'll get into it. Um... The pair arrive in the middle of the night-ish, mm-hmm. because, like, the moon is mostly in the sky. So, um, here's another little thing. The address of the Honda Mansion is the twenty is 249? Or no. Yeah. 249. Numbers. Mm-hmm. Days. Years. It's Jim Henson's birthday. Oh, that's good. That's why it's important. Um... The pair come across the caretaker, who is played by Darren Chris. He does a great job. I really like him. It's a personal opinion. Okay. I think Darren Chris is pretty great. And his Muppet dog working the graveyard. That dog is so, like, old and sad looking. <laughs> Which is perfect for the caretaker's dog. Yeah. Um, this begins the first musical piece of the special. Toby, what did you think of Rest in Peace? Look, I think that they definitely cut a squished man's head out of that film. I should, you know, like, for listeners, go, either go back or watch for the first time this, like, scene with the, with the caretaker, because they're like, this dude got fucking smushed Fred. with a rock. Yeah, he got bonk- Fred got bonked on the head. Um, he, he grabs for his hat, and it cuts away really abruptly, and I'm like, I think they changed their mind about a smushed man. Possibly. It just, if that felt like a weird edit, I'll, it caught my eye immediately. Do you think this song fits the Muppets or the ride? I don't know enough about Muppets, so it might fit the Muppets better than fit the ride. Did you pick up the fact that they really smooshed lyrics from the ride into this song? Yeah, a little bit. I didn't like that the Gravestones weren't as funny as the actual ride. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was my personal thing. I like the ones in the in the queue. That's it, that's what it reminds me like they were trying to do. I don't think they hit it. 
Yeah, this one I think misses the market more than all of them. Because no. after the f- no, no, because afterwards I was like, they didn't do the graveyard scene from the ride, and you were like, they did it at the start. I was like, oh, that's what that was. <laughs> like, like I was completely like superfluous of that. So one. the extended queue at Disney goes through the outdoor graveyards. Actually, at both of them, because you go through the pet cemetery in Disneyland. Hmm. Um. I agree. Eddie Eddie Murphy's does it better. Yeah, because he like actually goes out and hangs out, and there's like a whole fucking hoot nanny going on outside. Yep, great times. For the most part, hmm. I think they did a pretty good job of integrating the ride into the special. There are a few places where it feels rushed, so the end of Rest in Peace, um, and I'm gonna bring up a part later on, um. That they just, it didn't line up as well as I feel it could have. I think they rushed to hit that 50 minute mark, but this is a good special to watch with really little kids, teenagers, adults. Like, I think 50 minutes is as long as you would sit there and feel it. Yeah, yeah. So I can kind of. I did like the big fat rat in the singlet, he was cool. (laughs) <laughs> he might be my favourite of the movie, look at him. Okay, so you like the rats. Yeah, I, you know what? You know what? I think I like Miss Piggy. Just for the glow up. Because I'm scrolling around looking at puppets. There's a pig with turned up ears. I hate his ass. He looks gross. But the Muppet show that were, ran from the mid-70s to the early 80s. Yep. Have you yeah. Have you seen the Miss Piggy in that? Oh, yeah. my God. That was She was invented for that show. Was she a burn victim? Like, whoa, dude. That looks nothing like the... That looks like a that looks like Miss Piggy on Wish. A, a lot <laughs> of the characters were made for the Muppet Show. Okay, so the other part that I like is the inside jokes for cast members. I yeah I I'm not going to point all of them I could, out. Oh, like obviously I don't get but them because I'm an outsider. But it felt like there are like definite winks it. of if you've worked at Disney. Or you've worked that ride. You're like, ah, uh, yes, that. I like that Muppet. That's not the a blonde Muppet, one. that's a woman. I think that's the chick from Blondie. I'm going to keep looking. <laughs> I wish that you would pay attention to my podcast. You got me all, you got me all fixated on, on, I think I like the otter. And like I said, I think that this is works really well at childhood scary. They still have the stretching room scene. They have the scream that comes at the end. Usually that is a point where a lot of kids cry. They have a screaming goat. Yeah, they did jump scares. <laughs> they did, but they're not But it's a fucking scary. goat. So, yeah, it's more played for, like, goof. And that's the thing. Like, I think it's a good film to show to, like, three, five-year-olds all of that kind of age group because it is set up to be a scary movie, but they overcome all of the scares. Yeah, that dude. And have reason for all of the scares and have, like, I like that they do that because it does mean that you can watch it with a wide audience. It's treated more like an amusement park ride than a horror ride. Yeah. Um... Um, Speaking of, like, horror creatures, what's the deal with the big Sasquatch Muppet? What's his, what's going on there? 
He's lovely. Yeah, what the fuck the is The ballroom he? scene is right. probably my favourite part. I like Pepper's Ghosts. As I think as it thing. is the best integration of the Muppets. See, that was the Muppet one. Muppet humour. Yeah. And the ride. Yeah, I think that bit was fun. They hit every single note really well. I feel like I spent the most time on it. Yeah. Um, the only inside joke that I could think of to look for and I didn't find was the spider in that scene. That is a very LA-based... I know, but it's the only one I know. <laughs> like, it's... It's fine. Actually, no, it's Disney World. I don't care where it is. It's the it's only... Disney it's World. the only, like, meta note I know of the, of yeah, the ride. This, you only know it if you know it. Yeah, I know it if I know it. It was written in my Hidden Mickeys book. I like looking for Hidden Mickeys at the theme parks. I know. I bought you the books. Mm-hmm. Um, the set looks great. It's pretty accurate. Like, it's even got hidden Mickeys in the scene. Yeah. Because didn't they film it in the place? No. I don't okay. know because I've been in the ballroom of the Haunted Mansion and that's not what it looks like. That's right. I, I wasn't sure. Disney have rules about filming in the park. Only their promotional is allowed to be filmed. Maybe my wires are crossed and I'm thinking about the old Tower of Terror, like, Disney Channel special. Because that was filmed on location. They will film certain parts. Yeah. They will not just let film... Like, there's an entire book series called Kingdom... Keepers? Kingdom Captors? Kingdom Keepers. And they're set inside the parks. Like, they break into the parks at the nighttime and stuff. And Disney have pretty much come out and said we will never make them as films because we will not allow the actual filming in the park. They'd have to close down the park for a day and that would cost them many, many monies. Mm -hmm, Pretty much. Capitalism. (laughs) Um, The effects are really well done. Just, like... I felt like some of the CGI in it was a bit, like, either rushed, cheap, or just, like, tacky. There were moments where I'm like, Ugh. But that said, like, even when you're talking about the bus that follow you, they do mention the fact that, like, budget cuts. Yeah. Like, they don't that's the, one hide of the, it. That's the magic trick of the Muppets, is if something sucks, they can be like, this sucks. Like, they've got, like, it's part of their, like, humour to pick on it. And that's So why- you can get away with it, because it's like, we're aware of it too. Well, and that's the thing. <laughs> The, there's a part in the ballroom scene where the doom buggy goes past and it stops. And it looks like absolute ass. It does, but it stops and they run the Haunted Mansion audio for- Yeah, they, they play the, oh, it's fucking broken audio. <laughs> if you've ever been on those rides, it's perfect. It hits it perfectly and you're like, oh well. It's the haunted and the, mansion, and the dudes that are in it, looking at the ride, are the fucking those two old lads who are always like oh. heckling everything anyway. So it's just fun. It it just it really hits it so well. Um, this is our second musical lo- act, Life Hereafter. Um, and I think this is the best song that fits it. I think I'm relieved at the amount of musical there wasn't. Yeah, there's, there's three. The, after that first one, I was like, oh, buckle in, musical. But no, nah, like you said, like there's plenty of gaps in between them. I can hang out here. And that's the thing. Rest in Peace is very short, very snappy, in and out. Hmm. 
I feel like Life Hereafter is very Muppets. Hmm. It it's, goes it's, through a it's lot. Very Muppet it's heaps heavy. of I don't like cameos. looking at Kermit walk. No. With his little noodle legs. <laughs> that was another part of Muppets, it. I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Muppets should not have legs. <laughs> it's just a general That consensus. said, I've seen him like ride a bicycle on it. That, that's fascinating to me. <laughs> but his little, le- oh my god, his legs. <laughs> what is he doing? Um, he had a moustache though, I appreciate it. But no, I think this is my favourite scene. I think this song fits everything really well. I think that was the se- scene where I'm like, I'm kind of cool with Bojack Horseman being in this. Because, mm. like, I know it's always important to have, like, the live-action dude hang out with the Muppets, but they always feel like the worst part of the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, like, he's, like, he's interacting with them all a lot on a, on a more on a bigger scale in that scene. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm kind of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm sold now. All right. So at the end of the ballroom scene, mm-hmm. Pepe and Gonzo get split up. Because they now have to face their own challenges. Yeah, they've got to face their fears. Gonzo gets sent to room 999. <laughs> yeah, guess what? Guess what? That's the fucking sign flips over and you go, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Pepe meets Constance Hatchaway. How'd you feel about her in this? Ah. I was surprised they were doing... Do you want my next sentence? Yeah, go on. I'm worried. Personally, I feel like they did Constance dirty. I, look, I was surprised they did Constance. Because I was like, yeah, they cut off bitches' heads all the time for fun. She's like, you know... the I forget. If she has a name, I don't remember it, but she likes to behead her husbands. Constance Hatchaway? Yeah. She doesn't have a fancy name. Constance Hatchaway? No, you know that's boring. She doesn't have, like, a corpse bridey sort of title. All right, I'll go fuck myself. Um, look, I was surprised, because, like, it is all very cute and child-friendly. And then this this chick comes down, she's like, I'm gonna fuck this prawn. And I'm like, whoa, dude. And she's like, I'm gonna kill this prawn. I'm like, I'm still pretty shocked. <laughs> and then she feeds him spider grapes. Yeah. Yeah, this is... I don't know. I've never seen a Muppet in a sexual relationship, which is weird. Because you'd think I would have. Kermit and Piggy. Yeah, but that's not- Piggy rapes Kermit. Yeah, and it's fucking great. It's hot. But it's still Muppet on Muppet. I'm talking more of a- Oh, I was going to say interracial, but there's- Intermuppetal? Yeah. She's already an African-American actress, so I can't- I don't know. I don't feel right saying that, but it's- um. Hmm. I want to bring the term felt- into my interracial thing because Muppets are all like fuzzy and I want to poke them on the face. Look, at, at any rate, I've never seen a. <laughs> yeah. They had to remove Katy Perry from Sesame Street. She's too fucking hot. Anyway, my reasonings. I have p- reason why I think they did Constance dirty. Yeah, go on. She has the most effects used on her, her eyes glow red. She had the funny Randomly. Like, voice as well. She has motion blur. When she talks, it does like a weird echo sound wave. Yeah, but only thing. sometimes. Only sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I like the actress in other stuff. In this, the acting is so over the top 
that it's worse than the Muppets. Like I said, it's usually the humans are usually the worst part of a Muppet scene. Although I did find out today that it is technically canon that Tim Curry as a pirate was having sex on the side with Miss Piggy, and I'm kind of curious about that. Oh man, I love that film. All right, we're, we're, we're gonna look into that later. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sold. This is where we see our final music piece, Tie the Knot, mm-hmm. which happens between Constance and Pepe, with the inclusion of her previous husbands. I do, I do like that they're just around being annoying. Like, wouldn't you stop if you're haunted by, like, seven sarcastic, like, dicks? <laughs> At one point you're like, yeah, this sucks. I find it weird. <laughs> the, the husbands literally talk about how she killed all of them. Pepe doesn't react. He doesn't get- Once. Does he not see the ghosts in this film, maybe? But he's seen them in every other room, so why doesn't he see no, these guys? Yeah, but now I'm trying to think, did he? And then, at when they're, like, going through the nuptials, the guys are all there, and they stop for them to talk. Yeah. So he knows they're there, and I understand that by the time they get to the nuptials, He's drunk on the spider grapes. No, no, no. Because he's not doing okay. I have a theory, and I think it's because I'm a boy and you're a girl that you don't see it. You know how you see the cosplayer of Pennywise from It and you're like, I hate that that would work. That that could talk me into the sewage train, and that bugs me. I think he hears the ghosts, but is entranced by the promise of Vajin. I mean, at the end, his eyes flash red too. I don't care. Yeah, he's hypnotized, but it's more like a whipped kind of like Kermit Miss Piggy scenario. He's aware she's a monster. He doesn't care. Put it this way. I don't like the whole attic scene. Attic scene. Attic. As in, you have a basement and an attic. Would you fall for the gill man knowing full well he is in fact the creature of the Black Lagoon? He just needs someone to give him a hug and a bath. It's the mm, it's the exact same thing, Kaya. No, it's not. It is. It's no, just, it's not. Her mother she's just loved a hatchaway. her. We don't know what his parental life was like. There's no weird His prequel. mother couldn't love him. He's ugly. She might That's be why an alligator. I'm here for him. Yeah. Te- actually, technically we know who his mother is. She's a lovely lady. Stop getting into the meta. No. I'm just saying, like, the opposite sex can trick you into some horrible scenarios. I mean, we're married. Yeah, well, he's she, that that chick's about to marry a prawn, and that's what he happens. He is a king prawn. I said prawn. King. I don't say prawn. shrimp because I'm Australian. That's not a word we have. Okay. Here. While that's going on, anyway, Gonzo is facing his fears. Oh, yeah. Um, he sees his friends partying without him, and he sees himself grow old. That part, man. That's not from the ride, is it? That is from the Eddie Murphy film. There is no scary mirror in the ride. No, there's no, there's not. No. That's yeah. That's from the fucking Eddie Murphy one. Because I remember as a kid, he drops his lamp, and <laughs> I remember even as a kid, like. Eddie Murphy look in the mirror, he drop his lamp, he pick it back up, he has no skin, he go, ah! And then, like, he looks back again and he's got skin again. Mm. 
We're like, that's weird, because, like, jump scares haven't been done to death yet. Yeah, I was very shocked that they, I guess, researched that film. <laughs> right? That's what, that's the implication there. It is, but they had to give a reason why it was hard to stay the night. Yeah, I guess because the Because up that's until scary. that point... Like, Pepe gets scared a few times and is like, we shouldn't be doing this. But they fail to convince him at the end of the ballroom scene. Because they try and get him to sign the will and the deed. And Pepe hits it away and says no. So I feel like this was like their backup plan. But with how quickly Gonzo... I like, like Gonzo's attitude of, like, yeah, I don't get scared because I feel nothing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, sad motherfucker. But that's the thing, like... It's funny. There's no consequence to it. And I understand that it's, like, meant to be motivational to kids and be like, you can overcome anything if you just believe in yourself. But Yeah, there was no obstacle there for him in the first place. Yeah, because he believed in himself the whole time. I don't think he then. believed in himself. I just think he feels nothing. <laughs> Well, He's a sociopath. Like, I feel there was more, like, consequence and reasoning when he goes to free Pepe. Yeah. Because, like, he's got to run through the entire thing. He's got to... There's the monster at the bottom of the stairs. He's got to jump for the lantern. Like, he faces all of these things. And I know he's supposed to be, like, a daredevil, death-defying... I didn't know that coming into this movie. Well, that's what they but they, the yeah, they explain it. Which is handy, because I, I don't know. He's a little bit like... When um, he gets old and rotting, who does it better, this Disney budget film? Or Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Checkmate. Okay, Gonzo and Pepe end up... Gonzo gets there in time to stop the wedding. Hmm. Uses Constance Vale to jump out the attic window... Um, they land in front of the caretaker, who we find out has spent all night carving headstones. Yeah, what a bummer, that poor guy. Gonzo's reads, he who lies here never faced his fears, which we know to be tr- not true. Yeah, they, they faced them. They he faced true. his fears. Pepe's says, Pepe the shrimp, prawn, but not forgotten. Yeah, this is... Pepe that is feels annoyed. like the actual ride sort of stuff. Pepe is annoyed because he is not a shrimp. He is a king prawn. I picked up on the fact that they used Pepper. Because this isn't the first time he gets called Pepper. Hmm. Do you think it is a thing to do with Pepper's ghost? Maybe. It could, like, if if what you said is true, there's a bunch of, like, little references throughout this, I would not be shocked. So for those of you who don't know, Pepper's ghost is an effect that is used throughout the Haunted Mansion, particularly in the ballroom scene, to make the ghosts appear throughout it's, the it's Haunted a, Mansion. It's the reflection trick that makes the things appear Look ghostly. Like hey, if you've ever looked at your own reflection in, like, glass instead of a mirror, that's technically a Pepper's Ghost. Technically. It's just not abused like a actual Pepper's Ghost attraction. It's the same setup. I'm sure you could find behind-the-scenes photos of the ballroom from Haunted Mansion. Oh, yeah, yeah, they exist. Oh, there's diagrams and shit. Yeah. 
Um, fun fact about that, and stay tuned for our Haunted Mansion episode that's never going to happen. Okay. The dresses that are currently worn by the Walt Disney Pepper's Ghosts, mm. the ballroom dancers particularly, are, um, they've been created because they found a chest full of the original Disney princess meet and greet dresses. They couldn't use them because they're they're the original princess dresses. But so they used those to make the current costumes for the Pepper's Ghosts. I think that's cool trivia. Mm. Just, you know, putting it out there. Um, The two get freaked out. They end up running away, almost getting out of the, um, the grounds before they are captured and stopped by the ghost host who turns out to be the great MacGuffin who it turns out he just couldn't face his own fears and that's why he's now trapped in the haunted mansion I feel like at first he was like that but now he's like yeah I'm just kicking it with these ghosts that are cool he's like he just kind of is like he just says these are my friends now yeah I'm cool here rent free baby um the limo comes back to pick them up so that they can go to Kermit's Halloween breakfast uh, meanwhile, we have Constance calling out the window her famous line of hurry back. Yeah. She adds a little to it, but it's the basic gist. And um, then we hit the second in a row bad CGI right at the end, which is a habit this this year. This Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> the scariest thing of all, bad CGI. Laziness. And cost-effective manoeuvres. The truest enemy of all. I know that you didn't pick it. I picked it immediately. It's the um, refurbish... Like... Hitchhikers. It's the refurbish straight rip from the ride. That's it's cool that that's what they did, are. but... It uh, looks terrible. I mean, you're probably right. It looks like shit because it's made for a big-ass ride and not... And it's done through and projections a onto a mirror, service, yeah. onto a like it's not made for what they've used. Yeah, it I'm for. sure it translates better. But yeah, so they go to breakfast with the hitchhiking ghosts, and I find it weird because there is no mention of them. I feel like they were left pretty out of the Eddie Murphy film too. The only thing is Kermit is FaceTiming. Gonzo, hmm. and he goes, bring your friends with you, and they go, what friends? And then that's when it shows the ghosts. And, like, if you... I have a question for you. Okay. Speaking you you brought up... I mean, we're at final thoughts anyway. You brought up Kermit, who is dressed like Miss Piggy. Yep. And Miss Piggy dressed like Kermit. Yep. Do you reckon those costumes stay on after the party? Yes. Is there is there a horrific roleplay session? Yes. I'd, uh, However, Miss Piggy still role plays herself. I feel like she was going to be the boy. Oh, I, yes. You know what I'm saying? But she's still Miss Piggy. Yeah. As in, she is the top. She was always the top. I just feel like... The tippy-tippy top. You know, I think I felt like we were getting a little bit um, Agent Carter about things. Don't look at me like you don't get the joke. What's her name, Kaya? 
Kaylee Apple. No, no, no. What's her character's name? Peggy Carter. Yeah, I think we're getting a little Peggy in here. <laughs> That's where I was leading without saying it. And then said it anyway. So well, I have to explain it to you, apparently. <laughs> Alright, I think the otter with the glasses is cool. I think it might be my favourite Muppet. Okay, Given final thoughts of the film, please. I think, yeah, like, it's like you said, man, it's not, it's nothing groundbreaking, but I do think it's a cute time. I like looking at Muppets. They are fun. I like, I like the puppets. They're fun. They're, they're like a weird medium that I can't even say is a dead medium because it never really was. I don't know. I, I like it. It's, it's kind of like an outsider art thing that I, that I do find very charming. It's, it's a niche within a niche. Yeah. I like animal-based puppets. Because I also liked the monkey. I thought he was cool. I just like <laughs> okay. Muppets that look like animals but talk like people. Okay. I think that's I think that's the message. That's that's the lesson of the class. Alright, you ready for homework? Yep. Now, I have two homeworks. Would you like homework A or homework B? B. B. Mm-hmm. Okay. B for boobies. What is the next Disney ride? That the Muppets take over. Oh. <laughs> Keep in mind, as promotion for this, mm. I think it was Gonzo admitted to sleeping in It's a Small World. Nah, nah, man, I'm thinking... And so that I'm they thinking, play the musical Muppets. I'm thinking Indiana Jones. Okay. Because we're at a point where we're not sure how to um continue this fucking clearly dead franchise. By which I mean Indiana Jones, like, Harrison Ford can't really do it anymore. Fuck it, just put the Muppets in there, man. Okay. Just, it's more than a ride. Like, just give them the reboot for no reason. Just let them have all of Indiana Jones. I think I'd prefer that. Wouldn't that be a fun time? I think I'd be okay with it. Yeah, man, I'm into that. I wonder if they've done that. Sold a franchise to to the Muppets? What do you mean? Done an Indiana Jones based thing. No, they do like treasure pirates or something instead. It's not the same shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what about you? What would you like to see them do? You can't say Bugs Life, they're gone now. Yeah. We still own them though. Yeah. What ride would I give to the Muppets? Honestly, at this point, it's hard to think of one that isn't a licensed property, which is really sad. Space Mountain. We already did Muppets Go to Space, didn't we? Just different. Alright. Oh, no! I've got it. Okay. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Yeah, they haven't used that for anything in ever, I don't think. Yeah, it's a whole comic series. Hmm. We own it. It's in this room yeah. somewhere. Yeah, do we though? We do. It's on my shelf, probably. No, because... Look, honestly, because we're doing Halloween, and that's like the classic tacky horror trope, You'll be like, yeah, it's just on that shelf. And it was never there at all. I hated that shit. When they're like, but who did the thing? And they're like, I guess we'll never know. And then it's like, well, fuck off then. Okay. Anything else? No, I think I think Muppets are cool. I hope Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared gets the TV season soon. Yeah. It's just speaking of Muppets and puppetry and stuff. I always find it fascinating to look at. Alright, well that has been today's episode of 
the spooky boo wizard bots. Mm-hmm. Also known as Skorkle Wayward Nerds. Stay tuned. Come on back next time, you hear? Hurry back. Yeah. Hurry back. Yeah. Hurry back for that thing that comes out every week, periodically. Just just have the app open on the Wednesday and just be ready. <laughs> Jokes on you if you do that. Alright. Peace out. Yep, thank you for listening. Did you have to do the thing? Class dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>